Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Angels and Awakening podcast. If you're listening to this, I just got back from our trip to Florida, and on the way home, I caught a cold. I feel like I haven't been this sick for a long, long time, but I am um, years, in fact. But I am finally feeling well enough to record this podcast. I wish my voice was normal, but it's not going to be today. So I hope that's okay with you. And it's funny that it's actually my voice that is different today because what was coming through to me on my trip, what I needed to be talking about on this podcast, um, actually comes down to us working with our voice, with our throat chakra. Before we jump into the podcast, I wanted to let you guys know we have been recording the podcast since February, so five months now, and what I've noticed is that I have, and I don't even know because I haven't even looked this up, but I think it's like a little bit of dyslexia. I've gone back and listened to some of my old podcasts and I will switch numbers sometimes and I'll switch words. And I'm so sorry that I do this. I didn't even know that it's something that I do until I started listening back to some of the podcasts and I realized, oh my gosh, I am switching the numbers on some things. So I'm going to try and be more cognizant of that for you. But um, actually, my daughter brought that to my attention. She'll be like, Mom, no, it's this. And I'll say, oh my goodness, you're so right. I don't know why I do it. I think it's just something that my brain does. It flip-flops the numbers sometimes, or maybe I'm thinking of it too quickly, or I'm too far ahead in my brain of where I want to go. But um, it's definitely something I've noticed, and if you notice it too... I apologize, and uh, I'll try and be more cognizant of it. But if it if it happens, you know, you know why. So I want to dive into the topic for today. And as I do, the first thing that you need to understand is where I'm coming from. So when I first started my spiritual journey, my spiritual awakening, I wanted to absorb everything from different spiritual teachers. So I was reading constantly, listening to YouTube videos constantly, and there was a ton of great information out there. But one of the things that confused me the most was this phrase that people used over and over and over again, let it go, let it go, let it go. Um, It's like that Frozen song, right? That we've all finally gotten out of our heads after all of these years. People use this phrase, let it go, for everything. And I get it now, but at the time, I didn't. So I kind of want to explain some things to you because I think here in Western culture, it's easy to mistake this let it go for inaction, right? So if God, we know two things about God, right? God is doing and God is being. God is doing in that God, he, she created all of the multiverse, this heavens, the earth, everything, us. God is creator. But when man went to God in the Bible and said, what is your name? God didn't say God. God said, I am. And when you break down the words I am in language, it breaks it breaks down to the words to be. So what God was really saying to us there was God is beingness, which is 
the silence, the yumminess of meditation that you hear so much. But when you hear all of this talk about let it go, let it go, it in Western culture, I feel like a lot of people take that to mean in action, that we're not doing, we're not taking action on things because we're just letting it all go. And that's really not the takeaway of the phrase, right? So I want to go through some things that happened on our trip to Florida so that you can understand what I mean. Because Spirit so blatantly put this message right in front of our face. So I'll tell you this story and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. First, on our trip down to Florida, we were on the plane My daughter needed to go to the bathroom mid-flight, so I took her to the bathroom. And when I get back to my seat, my husband is talking very loudly to this woman. He he is such a kind-hearted, mild-mannered person that I knew something was really, really wrong. But he was sitting in by the window. I was in the aisle, and he was talking to this woman in front of us, in the aisle across from us. And I kept yelling at him, you've got to lower your voice, you know, like the police are going to come in and escort you off this plane. It really wasn't that bad, but I was just trying to get through to him. And I didn't know what had happened, but he's trying to explain this woman hit this kid. Um, The woman in front of sitting directly in front diagonally of me on the plane didn't like that this little boy next to her, directly in front of us, okay, is this mom with two young, very young children, probably both under the age of three, and she's flying alone with her two kids. Well, apparently, one of the this little three-year-old gets up and is just kind of tapping his foot near where this lady is sitting, and she smacks the kid. She hits the kid and says, stop doing that. She yells at him. And I guess it was a lot more intense than that, but you can get the picture. So as I'm yelling at my husband, everybody around us in the vicinity of the plane looks at me and they're like, no, he's not wrong. She really hit this kid. They go, she hit him really hard and he wasn't doing anything. And come to find out what had happened was the mom was trying to change um, the younger baby because They had, um, you know, made a duty in their pants and um, the little boy just had to stand out in the aisle while the mom changed the little boy. So as we land the flight, the the pilot comes on and says, I need everybody to stay seated. You know, they kind of made up some excuse that really wasn't what was happening. They were waiting for police to come to the plane to get on the plane to escort this woman off and I don't know if she got arrested I don't know what happened but she was escorted off the plane by the police so as all of this is happening I am tuning into my spirit team I am sending positive light and reiki energy to the woman and her two children and I am just kind of praying over just praying and sending goodwill to this entire situation. And as I'm doing this, Spirit says, we're trying to show you something. 
And I knew that it wasn't about me. It's not about my behavior. They're trying to show me something that I need to be able to communicate in my teachings. I knew that that's what they're trying to get across. And sure enough, instances like this kept popping up the entire trip. One night we were in line to get ice cream and there was a big long line. It had been really, really hot outside, like a 94 degree day. And you could tell people were tired, but in this line right in front of us was a family of three. There was a teenage aged boy with a backpack on and he had his phone in his hand. He was playing some game and he was there with his mom and dad. Well, the dad kind of whispers to him a couple of times and I think he's trying to get his attention and the boy's not getting off his phone. He continues to play the game and this dad takes the backpack with both hands, grips it, and violently starts shaking the boy back and forth. And when I say he's a teenager, he's probably between 10 and 13 years old, right? He is just ripping this kid back and forth and yelling at this kid and... I'm looking at the situation kind of in shock, kind of a little stunned, and looking at the mom too, who had no clue what to do. In fact, her eyes were down. She wasn't even looking at them as if she had seen this before and didn't want to get involved, didn't want to push the man's buttons, didn't know what exactly to do. So that was another example. Then we were in line waiting to go on a ride at one point in our trip and again you've got a family this time of four. There's a young daughter, a young boy who couldn't been more than five or six years old and a mom and dad and I don't know exactly what happened. They were right in front of us but at one point the father grips the son's hand and arm and pulls it back so hard so violently that I thought to myself oh my god he's gonna snap his wrist he's gonna he's gonna break his wrist and I was so in shock I was so taken aback by what I had just seen that I didn't know what to do. Because I'll tell you, friends, if that had been another kid acting that way, in either of those scenarios, the guy who shook the backpack or the guy who pulled his, his son's hand back, if that had been a kid doing that to another kid, I would have jumped in, no problem, and I would have said, what are you doing? That is unacceptable behavior. You can't treat somebody like that. Where is your parent? I want to go talk to them. And I have done that in the past. It's not about blaming the kid. It's about protecting the other person. It's about protecting the person who is being treated in a way that is not acceptable. However, because it was an adult, and not only an adult, the parent of the child who was treating the child that way, I froze up my friends, and I really did not know what to do or what to say in those instances. And it really took me back to the times when I was early on in my spiritual awakening where I was thinking of all of this let it go stuff that was being preached and talked about. And I used to say, and I would actually call up some spiritual teachers and talk to different people, and I would say, you know, I hear everybody saying, let it go, let it go. But if a mom is at a mall with her children, 
and somebody comes up and tries to snatch the kids or one of the kids. I'm not just going to say, oh, was nice knowing you. Have great life out wherever you're going. I'm going to fight like freaking hell to make sure that my child is okay and protected. I'm not just going to say, let it go, let her go, let him go. And when I would talk to other spiritual advisors who I could get a hold of, right? Because the people who I was listening to, all of this let it go rhetoric, it was all on YouTube. And you can still hear people talk about it. I'm sure I talk about it from time to time. But now I see it differently, okay? It's not about letting everything go, not having feelings, not having emotions. It's about seeing everything from God's eye view, okay? So you can see things from a different picture. You can come at things with kindness, with compassion, but you can also still take action. So when I would talk to these spiritual teachers and I'm like, what is happening here? I hear all these people say, let it go. And I'd give them the example of the mall and the children, um, you know, trying to be taken. And they'd say, of course, Of course you have to take action in your life. In fact, you have to stay in alignment with your higher self, with your high vibration, with God, so that in any moment that you're in, you have that direct line of communication between you and the other side to know exactly what to do in each case, in each scenario. Sometimes there are situations that don't call for any action. Sometimes there are situations that do. And really, this applies to every single person because it doesn't matter where you are. If you're at work and someone's getting bullied, if you're in a line waiting for ice cream and someone's getting bullied, if you are in the movie theater or in the mall or wherever you are, there are going to be times where you have to take action. And what I want you to know is that it's okay to take action. It's okay to come from a place of love and compassion and to help other people. It's okay if you freeze up and you don't know what to say and you don't know what to do in a particular scenario. If that happens to you like it did to me, just know that the angels, your spirit team, are trying to show you that so that you're able to handle it in a different way the next time or the next time after that. And there are some people who might not ever feel comfortable saying something or confronting someone in a situation like that. And that's up to you. That is totally your free will decision. So I'm not saying that you have to because the other side of this is that there is still a lot of violence in this world and it is scary to be the one sticking up for other people and saying something. Because you don't want it to come back on you or your family. And that is something that I completely get. Perhaps you, those people, feel called to use your voice in a different way, on a different matter. And that is completely okay. So I'm not saying that there's one way to handle every single matter. There's not. You really have to decide in the moment what is appropriate for you to do in it. In each instance. But I want to point out a couple of things about the instances that I experienced in my vacation. The first is that from a spiritual point of view, 
you can see every single living being as one. So even the person who was hurtful, um, and I'm not sticking up for people who are violent, I'm just saying, let's look at this from a different perspective. We all live lifetime after lifetime after lifetime. And if there is no time on the other side, then all of those lifetimes are happening in the exact same time, right? There are parallel universes where everything is happening all at once. So in that scenario, there is a younger version of myself or maybe I'm the same age, maybe I'm even older, and I am somewhere else learning the lessons that I had to learn before I could get here in my spiritual development. And maybe I was the exact same person that I'm calling out in this podcast episode, right? So let's look at all people without labeling anybody because everything is truly one. And that's what this all means. And when we come across situations like this in our lives, we don't want to lower our vibrations by putting the total judgment on the other person. I'm not saying that they're in the right whatsoever, but what I have learned through over a thousand sessions with individuals is that we are so confined to the jails within our own minds that are created through our childhoods. So if somebody has a pattern of abuse or violence throughout their entire childhood, it is so ingrained in them that it's hard for them to break. It's not impossible for them to break, but it is, it is difficult. So we can look at people who do negative things in this world and have compassion for them, knowing that whether it was in their childhood or whatever point it was in their life, that they did not have the same love, the same kindness, the same respect shown to them that we had in our lives. And so that is the big bird's eye view picture that we need to take. That there are things going on with this person that you can't even fathom sometimes. And to not label them or judge them and lower our vibration in the process of judgment and the vibration of judgment, but that we can actually speak from our throat chakras. We can use our voice. We can speak our truth from a place of kindness and compassion. So I'm thinking of the boy who was violently shook in his backpack. And if I had just said to the father, I'm not shaming you, but I'd wonder if you'd consider that shaking a book bag like that could actually hurt your son's neck or could hurt him in some way. Uh, If you could just think about that, that would be great. Same thing with the man who really took his kid's arm and violently pushed it back. If I was to say to him, Again, I'm not shaming you. I don't know what the situation here is, and I'm not trying to tell you how to be a parent. What I just want you to know is that it looked like that could really hurt your son's wrist or even break it, and I hope you just really consider that in the future. 
Again, I'm not telling you to say anything to anybody in the future because you might not feel comfortable doing that. And if that's the case, you can always just tell a local authority or somebody wherever you are, uh, at the store that you're at, at the location that you're at, and have them handle it or even call the police. Um, I just am trying to bring through in this podcast that from a spiritual perspective when you hear people talk about let it go let it go it doesn't mean in action it doesn't mean that something can't be said or done in fact i think the most beautiful thing about being a spiritual person is that we can act from a place of love. We can meld the doingness and the beingness that God is, the doingness and the beingness that we are as human beings, and create beautiful, beautiful things. And that means creating beauty in this world by serving and helping others. And sometimes that means serving and helping others who aren't able to speak for themselves. I wish so badly that I could go back to those scenarios and say those two things to those two men because the other thing that I want to point out is the women in those scenarios. And ladies, I'm not saying that those women are bad in any way, shape, or form, but you have to look at the different generations that are here on earth and you have to look at the throat chakra of women, okay? We have not been able to speak. We have not been able to fully voice our thoughts, feelings, and emotions openly and directly. And if you're thinking, oh, well, I lived in the 80s and I do, you know, I grew up, I grew up in the 80s too. And I really do feel that even us, our generation who was raised to be free of all of this crap that the previous generations have gone through. We're not free of it still. We're still working through it. And ladies, we have to keep going further and further with this. There are some women in marriages who don't feel comfortable speaking. And I thought that what Spirit showed me with all of the different examples on this trip, that it wasn't just men who were violent with people, it was women who were violent with people too. So it's not just women. There are some men out there who have to open up their throat chakra and speak as well. And guys, I just want you to know that if that's you, I'm including you in this, okay? After I got back from my vacation, I couldn't stop thinking about what I just witnessed, all of these different experiences, and I looked up the statistics. Statistics. Now, according to the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence, one in three women and one in four men have experienced some form of physical violence by an intimate partner. And that number just makes me want to cry. It makes my heart sink down into my chest. I can't believe that in this day and age, we are still dealing with so much violence. And friends, if you need help, you have to go to somebody. You have to ask for help. You have to go to the police. You have to go to a shelter. You have to go and seek out that help for yourself. Because you deserve it. You're so worthy of it. You should not be treated that way. Nobody deserves that behavior. 
But my mind goes back to the women in those two scenarios, the one with the book pack and the the one with the boy's wrist. And the women in both scenarios didn't even flinch. They didn't look up. They didn't they didn't want to get involved. They kept their eyes down. They kept their attention off of the situation so that they didn't get into it and they didn't have to be a part of this. And I'm not saying that that's wrong. I don't know the situation in those people's lives and what would happen to them if they were to speak up. But there are so many of us out there who can speak and we have to speak more. We have to speak louder. We have to speak more clearly and we have to repeat ourselves until we are heard. Okay, so I want to take this into other examples now because it's not just domestic violence. It's not violence against kids. It's not the Me Too movement. Even with men who I have so many amazing men in my life, right? But even with men who are wonderful, wonderful human beings, huge heart, would do anything for you, would give the shirt off their backs to a stranger, even those men aren't hearing us 100% right now. Have you ever had it when you're talking to a partner or a friend or a colleague and they're just not hearing you? They're just not listening. They're not picking up what you're putting down and they're not engaging in the conversation. In fact, they're shutting you down completely and not listening to you. This isn't about big stuff now. This is about really little stuff. Some of my clients come in and they'll say, Julie, my partner does not listen to me about cleaning. They don't listen to me about the work that I need them to do around the house. And this isn't just ladies ragging on their husbands or um, partners. This is men ragging on their wives too, okay? So it really goes both ways. And In these scenarios, one partner is saying to the other, I need your help with this. I need your help with this. I need your help with this. And I actually always love those days because I am the worst. My husband does so much and it's a great reminder from spirit when those people come into my office because I have to do more of my share at home. So that is one place where I don't listen as much as I need to be. But what's interesting in those scenarios is that spirit always comes through and says, look at the way that you were raised. And most often when somebody was raised where they need to have a clean environment, they're very tidy person, most often that person found their safety and security in their childhood by having control over the cleanliness of their environment. They were able to create a clean environment for themselves. It made them feel safe. It made them feel secure. And now as an adult in a partnership with somebody else, when they don't have that same amount of cleanliness, it's like the person is robbing them 
of their safety and security. So it's so important to listen to our partners and to really go back and dig deeper because a lot of times they're coming from other places that that you wouldn't think. Now, in these same situations where one person found their safety and security through being clean, uh, have a cleanly environment as a child, their partner does not derive their safety and security from that same spot, okay? They derived their safety and security from other things as a kid. Maybe it was overachieving so that they were seen. Maybe it was being the star quarterback or star on some sports team. Or maybe it was being so great academically in school that brought them their safety and security. Everybody in their childhood got their safety and security from some place. And if somebody in their childhood didn't get their safety and security from a clean environment, they are not going to prioritize a clean environment the same way the other person does. Okay, so we don't come at people harsh. We don't come at people with shame, shaming people and saying, well, you're just a slob and you're so messy and you're this or you're that. Shaming does not work whatsoever. You're not going to shame anybody into doing anything. You can have compassion for somebody else. If you come at your partner and you say, I need you to help with the laundry. I need you to help with the dishes. I need you to um, Swiffer once a day or whatever it is that's going to make you feel better. Come at them and show them why. Because when I was a child, my life was turbulent. When I was a child, I got my safety and security from knowing that everything was clean and in order and I knew where everything was because that was the one and the only thing that I could control. Now, if you come at somebody saying that versus saying you should be this and you should be that and you're such a slob and this and that, which one is going to get the result that you desire? You see what I'm saying? Now, come back with me up to meet me at the bird's eye view of everything that's happening in our world right now. You have our grandparents' generation who did not communicate in the best ways with each other, where wives or partners did not have the same type of voice, the same type of ability to speak up as our parents' generation. And even our parents' generation did not have the same voice and the same ability to speak up as we do now. Why? And let me say this, folks, it's not 100% yet. The, the throat chakra is almost completely clear for the mass female consciousness, but we, we still have to do work to clear it all out so that we can speak 100% and be heard by everybody that we need to be heard by. So how do we clear that throat chakra? How do we remove all of the filters, all of the gunk in there from past generations that's been handed down to us? Spirit says it starts with being conscious. 
consciously aware of what we want. You have to spend some time with your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions, and ask yourself, what is it that I need that I'm not getting? What is it that I want in my life that I don't currently have? And this doesn't have to mean material things. This is time. This is attention. This is touch. This is whatever you need in your life. So step one, every day, process your thoughts and your feelings, your emotions. Where are you at? Start checking in with yourself. Step two is speak your needs, speak your opinions, speak your thoughts. Start communicating more and more with the people you love who are around you. And for some people, that means a lesson in communication. Sometimes you have to break down what it is. So before you go into the conversation, identify what it is that you want out of the conversation. What is it that you need? What is it that you want? What are you having the conversation about? What is the point of the conversation? Because then when you go into it, you can see if the other person is getting what you're talking about or if you need to break it down further for them. I don't know if you've got friends like this, but I have friends who they'll be so excited to tell you something. I mean, so excited bouncing off the walls and they start like in the middle of the story and I'm like, wait, I'm really excited about this with you, but you got to back it up for me. What happened to get here? You know, like, where were you? Where did this start out? And so you have to recognize that in communication, you have to identify where you are when you're communicating with somebody. Are you jumping ahead to your points or do you need to back it up and explain some things first? Hope that makes sense. The third step is what are the points, what are the different actions that need to come out of having this conversation? If I'm talking with my partner, I'm talking with a friend or a colleague, so I'm talking to you and I'm having this conversation because this is what I need. I need to see this happen. Or if you're talking to your spouse and you need them to clean more, I need to see you Swiffer once a day. I need to see you unload the dishwasher every night. I need to see you put your things where they belong right when you walk in the door. Outline and specifically tell them in any scenario, in any conversation, the precise things that you need to have them do in order to be good with the outcome of the conversation. And step four is follow up on those action steps. Are they doing it? Are they doing what they said that they would do? You have to follow through and ensure that those action steps are being taken. And you can't just let it go. Um, you You can't let things go. If they start to do it for two weeks and it's going great and then they stop, you have to really go back to address it and you have to nip it in the bud right when it happens because if you don't, the longer that you go, the longer they're going to slip into that old past behavior. Now, talking about past behaviors and patterns of behaviors, 
Since there are so many people out there who are not used to using their throat chakra, that aren't used to communicating clearly and directly and following up to make sure that action is taken, it's going to feel weird to you to be able to do that going forward. But if you don't start now, it's just going to be harder to do it later on. So there is incentive to start now, to do it now. The other thing that you can do with your throat chakra is to clear the energy for yourself every day or every week. You can include it as a routine in your daily, weekly activities. So daily when you're brushing your teeth or taking a shower or weekly when you're unloading the dishwasher a couple times a week or whatever it is for you, um, what you can do is say part of my routine now is clearing and washing my throat chakra, throat chakra as I do this activity. So when you're doing those activities, what you're going to do is as you're brushing your teeth or taking a shower or putting the dishes away, you're going to see your throat chakra as an orb that's right inside your throat. It rotates, it's spinning, and what I want you to do is just send God energy into it. I want you to see this orb be encompassed, be fully surrounded inside and out with just pure white radiant light. And if there's anything dark or crumbs or hard, sticky stuff, hard things like bricks, what you're going to do is you're going to see spirit, your angels, God come in and just completely dissolve anything that's not pure white light. And you see this being dissolved until it's clearly gone from the throat chakra. And all that's left is this beautiful orb in your chakra with pure white light. Nothing else, just the pure white radiant light. And that is how you can keep your throat chakra clear. The other thing that you can do is you can pray to God to help give you the strength that you need to speak your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions, your needs, your wants, your desires. You could say, God, please give me the strength to speak what I need to speak when I need to speak it. Please make me be brave and courageous and not shy away from a conversation, but be able to be direct with the people around me. So remember at the beginning when I was telling you that early on in my spiritual awakening, I would listen to so many different spiritual teachers talking on YouTube. And one of those spiritual teachers would say, you know, I fly a lot, I fly here, I fly there, and when I do, I see so many people getting upset, upset about the flight being delayed and getting so upset about this or about that. And I used to think, okay, well, in all areas of my life, at all points, no matter what happens, I should just be able to live in my high, yummy vibration and let everything else go. And I really took this phrase as let it go to mean inaction, no action. Just be in your beingness and allow life to flow. 
But again, going back to those other spiritual teachers that I was able to get in contact with and really talk to about this, I'm so glad that I took that initiative because what I found is that that's not true. There are times in life when action is needed. So here's another story about that from our trip to Florida. We were at Disney Parks, and let me tell you, this Disney vacation, I did not expect it to go well. I didn't really expect it to go well at all because as a kid, I we did Disney wrong, okay? I love my parents for taking me. It was awesome, but we were just so miserable. It was in the middle of summer. It was so hot outside. I just remember feeling like I was melting and like I wanted to cry because these lines were so long and it, it was just miserable. That was not how this vacation went, and I was so excited. This vacation, we actually stayed on property at Disney. We started, we stayed at the Art of Animation Hotel, which was absolutely fabulous. I mean, my daughter went around the entire hotel, which is very big, and just wanted to take pictures next to all of the characters. She went on her first roller coaster ride. She was able to meet a lot of the characters, which she said she didn't want to do at first, but she absolutely loved it. We got her one of those autograph books. Well, it turns out, long story short, we are absolutely Disney fanatics now. We're already planning our next trip. Um, The only glitch that we had while we were there is we got tickets to Magic Kingdom on the night that it had extended hours at night. So it was going to be open late from 10 to 12 for hotel guests only. We thought, great, we'll get on a couple more rides. This will be our last night. We're going to stay in the park until midnight. And at about 9 or 10 o'clock, I mean, it just started to downpour. And it wasn't just downpouring. There was lightning and thunder. And this entire storm was just right on top of us. So we tried to wait it out for as long as we could. We probably waited about an entire hour. and. I kept checking the radar on my phone, which if you don't do this, it's an awesome hack, okay? You can go into the Weather Channel app and you can press radar to see where the clouds are coming, what rain is going to be on top of you when, and it'll show you the time markers so that you can see about how long this storm is going to last. And it was the last night. My daughter didn't want the day to end. My husband didn't want the day to end, but I just didn't feel comfortable wheeling her around. You know, she's got Noonan syndrome. We did get her a stroller. And I didn't feel comfortable wheeling her around in this metal stroller in the middle of this lightning thunderstorm, uh, big storm that looked like it was going to last another couple of hours. So I told my husband and I told my daughter, you know, we got to go back. We, let's go get on the bus. We go over to the bus line. We're out in the rain. And I'm trying to get her underneath an awning, you know, because there's so much lightning coming down. And it is literally right on top of us. So we get over to where the bus line is. And this thing goes down the entire corridor okay so if our bus line is at one end and you know how those lines snake all the way through well it snakes all the way through to the end and it keeps going people are all the way down to the very end 
of this huge bus station. And not just that, but there are so many people in wheelchairs, in strollers, on those little scooters, you know, on all these metal objects. And they're not under the awning because the awning is filled with all these people trying to get on all these different buses and our line is by far the longest. So it's not the safest of situations. And you know, we're in line, we're talking to people, we're trying to make the best of it, and somebody says a bus hasn't come in over 90 minutes. Now these buses are supposed to run every 20 minutes. And like I told you, I'm a take action person, I'm a direct person, I can do it with love, I can do it with compassion, but 90 minutes is a long time and I feel like my daughter's not in a safe situation. So I get online on my phone, I find the number for Disney customer service, I call over to them, and at first this woman picks up and she's like, well, I don't know what you want me to do. And I say, I just want you to contact transport and get buses over here. And she goes, well, I don't know how to do that. I said, okay, well, throw me over to your manager because they'll know how to do that. So she gives me over to the manager and this woman's so nice and she goes, I'm so sorry, buses are supposed to run every 20 minutes. Let me um, keep you on the phone and I'm going to call transportation and figure out what's going on. And she goes, she comes back after about five minutes and she says, you know, there's two buses on their way right now. They weren't aware of this situation at all and they've got two buses. And I said, That's awesome that they've got two buses. Thank you so much. But I don't know if you're aware of the situation. I'm like, there are over 600 people in this line. and I'm not a good calculator of numbers, but this line is the longest line I've ever seen. I said, you're going to need more than two buses running back and forth. So she goes, okay, well, I'll tell them how many people you think are in the line. And sure enough, she comes back on and she said, they just added two more buses to the system. So now we've got four buses and they sent the super long ones. Well, um, the guy behind me heard me on the phone and he ended up calling and the woman in front of us heard us on the phone and she ended up calling. And, you know, by taking that action step, we were able to get buses there almost immediately and get that line shortened down so that all those people who were in metal objects weren't directly out in the lightning storm. We got them inside under the awning where they were protected and we got everybody, you know, to a safe spot. So my point of all of this is that when you hear spiritual teachers talk and they tell you to let it go, Yes, there is definitely a time and a place for releasing your thoughts, feelings, and emotions, for letting those go, for just being patient in a situation. Not every situation needs action. However, there are many situations where action is needed. And it doesn't make you bad. It doesn't make you a non-spiritual person to take action. In fact, I think it's a very beautiful thing to be of service to other people by taking action from a loving place of kindness and compassion. You know, all you have to do is talk to people. All you have to do is talk about a situation and find a resolution peacefully together. That's it. But it is okay to do that. It is okay to take action. Um, Letting it 
go does not mean inaction or no action, okay? So I think that that is probably all that my voice can handle today. I am pausing and restarting a lot because I've been sniffling and sneezing, but I hope that this resonated with all of you. If you have other ways that you work through this, that you open up your crown chakra and speak more your truth with loving kindness and compassion, hop on over to Instagram or Facebook and chat with me about it. Tell us your strategies that you do. I would love to connect with you over there on that. If you've got questions, go on over to Instagram or Facebook. You can always PM me there. You can always email me. If you'd like to book a session, if you want to hold a party, or if you'd like to be a part of our Angel School, we're running the Angel School later on this month in July. We're also running it this September. September 2019 and in November 2019. If you want to be a part of that, definitely email me or get a hold of me some way and let me know. Um, You can also book your session online or by texting or emailing me. Thank you all so very much for listening. I know that this show is all about you getting the messages through that you need in your life. And I know that I wouldn't be anywhere without you. So I want you to know that I am so grateful in my heart for you being there and listening. I love you all so much. Your angels love you. Your spirit team loves you. God loves you. And they all want you to open up your heart to all of the unexpected blessings that they're trying to bring into your life right now. Peace, bliss, and many, many blessings to you, my friends. Disclaimer, today we talked about domestic violence. If you are in a home or environment where you are experiencing domestic violence, please reach out and get help for yourself. You can call the National Domestic Violence Hotline and get help today. Their number is 1-800-799-7233. Again, that's 1-800-799-7233.